0: And welcome to another edition of the HLS podcast. I'm your host Ryan Ritter, and you can call me ND Techs. Make sure you subscribe to our show over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and as always, we can be found over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Come join us at Discord. That is our live chat channel. Uh, and I finally got the link fixed, and only can you find it up on our menu at HLS. You can also find us via herloyalsons.com slash discord, email the show at podcast at and with that, I want to welcome in Shane. Shane, how you doing, sir? Better than Sparty, tell you that. <laughs> oh, yes, it's always good to have a good, convincing road win. Hell yeah.
1: I mean, and a road ass whooping is what we have.
0: Oh yes, and uh, as as we will find out later in the show, we were are not the only ones to term it an ass whipping, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll save that for the end. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good weekend. Uh, I'm sorry that we're, we're coming here a day late. Uh, I, I'm in the we'll get more to it in the personal update section. But basically, uh, I had to help set up a, tr- a trade show. <laughs> And uh, in doing that was uh, a little bit crazy, to say the least. Uh, so that's why we're a day late, but we're going to head and and get to it. Uh, but Shane, it also looks like we got... Uh, I'm sitting here on the iTunes website. I'm actually going to have to pull up the uh, app in here. It looks like we got a handful of more reviews. We Oh? Oh, really? yeah, we do. I'm trying to see if I can grab them because I'm not sure how many actually have text because I... I heard that we got some more, so let me see here. They're, they are all five stars, so first off, thank you very much for the kindness. Uh, for whatever reason, I guess it's just straight-up ratings that people gave without text because it's just showing... Uh, the eight text ones that were there before. So we're moving on up. We appreciate the love. Uh, If you do leave us a note of whatever kind, it doesn't have to be a five-star rating. uh, Please do that and write something. We will definitely read it on the show. Like as we said, we noticed the number went up. So appreciate that. Helps people find us. Uh, So thank you. Thank you very much. Make sure you do that over on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, with that Shane, big mouthful, got some of that business taken care of. I need Mm -hmm. to pull over. I need to park.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I wonder, is there a service that could assist you with this? There
0: is a service, and a service that can help you as well, because the Irish are returning home this weekend, so it's Mm -hmm. time to make sure you get your parking in order, and you can do that at parkandparty.com. That is park, the letter N, party.com. Folks, they have been doing this for over seven years. I've done this process myself. It's very simple. Just buy your spot. You check in, give them your vehicle information, and you're going to have... Guaranteed spot and it's monitored parking, ready for you to go. If you have a large event that you want to help plan, let Park and Party know. They can help you out with that, whether it's just a huge tailgate or something a little more corporate, if you will. Uh, yeah. And they're also looking for lot owners as well. So if you're in the South Bend area, you happen to listen to the show, give them a ring as well. They're always looking for more lot owners uh, to help as well. They sell out quickly. Make sure you book asap. You can get as close as the eddie commons that's just right across the street from the stadium folks so head over right now to parkandparty.com because parking shouldn't be the main event work yes oh i'm glad the irish are coming back home on the heels of of going three and one things they were so dark the last time that i I was walking out of that stadium now it's so happy it's so great Uh, at least for now until the the next hair pulling thing happens i mean they were dark but as the weeks pass on, that that
1: loss starts to look a little bit less dark. Mm, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and we will certainly get to that as we get to the games. And if you remember, I kind of dubbed that it was moving Saturday or moving day to use the golf analogy, saying this is kind of where we're going to figure out. You know who who's what. You know the cut's been made. We kind of know who is is garbage right now. We're we're really trying to figure out. Okay, we know who's not going to be in the conversation. Who is starting to do some separation and we got some of that today and we'll go ahead and start off with uh, at least in my mind the biggest shock of uh, of, of the day uh, for the most part mostly not necessarily because of the ranking upset and this was TCU who came in ranked in 16 comes out as a top 10 team they're entering at number nine now this week they beat Oklahoma State 44 to 31 and the, the, what was most shocking was just the way they did it, because Oklahoma State's been this huge buzz, buzzsaw, and then all of a sudden yeah. at halftime, the
1: score is twenty ten, Frogs lead. Yeah, it was essentially, I don't know what, I mean, I wish I had watched more to understand exactly what the game plan was. But whatever they devised heading into this game, that shit worked, because as much as you know Mason Rudolph got a little bit of his, it was nowhere near the production they were getting, and then TCU turned around and exploited all of their defensive def- uh, deficiencies throughout the entire game. Uh, did they? Did they never? Did they ever have? Did they ever lose the lead? I feel like they didn't. They Had the lead the whole game?
0: Uh, did they had the lead. I'm pretty sure wire to wire. I can double check yeah. that. I at least know quarter to quarter they absolutely did because uh, Oklahoma State was playing catch up for the entire game. I kind of had this on a second screen, just yeah. really like. Almost right in my eyes, like, is this really happening? I was expecting this to be a gigantic shootout. It really wasn't, although the score would make you think it is. What What really happened here was Oklahoma State finally put together a couple late scoring efforts at the end, but it was mm-hmm. too little too late because TCU gets the ball back. They're trying to run out the clock. Not only do they succeed, they succeed in doing so with a 42-yard touchdown dagger to yes. run to end it. And I I mean, I've, I've been doubting TCU, uh, despite, you know, Gary Patterson's proclamations. I I think it's time I stop. It's very clear that, um, I don't know how great they are. I want to see him go against Oklahoma, who also we'll get to that a little bit later. Also showed a little bit of weakness, but I was not expecting TCU to make that big of a statement. Oklahoma state just looked to be rolling. And now uh, the big 12, the dynamic has certainly changed. At least there's one school in Texas that woke up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean look it, it's it's one of those ones where yeah tcu has definitely impressed um as is oklahoma state but um this is just the first of of, of many quote-unquote moving days that we will be experiencing in the, in, moving forward and you also have to consider that you know it, it's not just that tcu's per- performance was a lot more outstanding than you thought you know oklahoma state did a lot to uh encourage their own loss
0: Let's be honest. (laughs) They did. Uh, The biggest one was as you're trying to have a comeback and you have Mason Rudolph as your quarterback, you decide, oh, hey, let's do a cool trick play where we're going to have a wide receiver throw a pass.
1: Yeah, why are you
0: doing that? Yeah, and and this was late. If I remember right, it happened in the fourth quarter. But basically, I mean, the receiver gets the ball. He knows he's about to get killed. He just throws it up for grabs. Easy interception for TCU. uh, Was one of four Oklahoma State turnovers. So I really would almost qualify that as three and one uh, bullet in the foot. Right. (laughs) Because that was just stupid. Absolutely stupid. So, yeah, Oklahoma State didn't help themselves out. Didn't do too many favors. But – Overall, you can't take anything away from TCU in this one. A very, very dominant performance. And um, even though we're not going to talk about their game, Texas Tech is also sitting there somehow undefeated as well. This is yeah. <laughs> this is weird. This is a weird, weird year for the Big 12.
1: Makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, well, I tell you else was uncomfortable, and that was any Mississippi State fan that was on Cloud9 after they bashed LSU and basically got the exact same treatment. As yep. Georgia comes in, and, I mean, the first play of this game, flea flicker, touchdown for Georgia. They they sent Mississippi oh. State off the field, a quick three and out, and all of a sudden Frome just drops that bomb on them, and they never look back after that. It was 31-3 to game, not even that close. It was just absolutely dominant. They held Mississippi yeah. State to a 280-yard total, period. Total. Total. Total.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, 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 a great, uh, not a great day. Uh, well, maybe maybe a great six days prior for Mississippi State. But, uh, yeah, that was over there real quick because, uh, you know, Mississippi State, you, you have to understand, like, that's what made this matchup interesting, right? They, it was a matchup of, top, of ranked teams. Georgia has, you know, we have firsthand understanding of really just how good Georgia's defense is. But, you know, they, they hadn't cracked the top ten yet. And then Mississippi State had kind of wowed um, audiences across the country. With their performance against LSU, um, because you consider it to be LSU, um, but frankly, uh, Georgia's offense seems to be uh, finally getting its legs under Fromm. Um, who's to say how long he remains a quarterback? Um, d- depending, but the reality is this: this Georgia team is not playing games, and Mississippi State. Was just on the receiving end of you know their own little cloud nine adventure where they you know they stopped looking and walked into a pole basically. You know? <laughs> yeah, and and even if you're
0: a Mississippi State fan, it's like, well, we still beat LSU. Oh wait, wait, what's that score? Oh, they they barely beat Syracuse at at the, at LSU in Death Valley. That score was yeah. twenty five to twenty six. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe LSU's just trash.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that the coach. Oh, I'm so happy he finally. Got the interim tag removed for his sake, and now you're kind of looking at it like, uh, did anything really change over there? Did it get a whole heck of a lot worse? Because yeah. you're you're struggling against Syracuse.
1: God help you once Alabama comes into town. Lord, I don't even want to. Oh, you know what? I do want to think about it. That yeah, would be hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's still it's still year one, so you know, you you never know with the uh, the LSU, uh, you know. Members of that community, or you know, folks of influence in that community, what could happen, um, especially <laughs> after everything with Les Miles. But you know, you have to consider it's it's year one. Um, Cocho is still trying to figure out how he really wants to run that program. I think that was evident with how they handled spring uh, their fall fall camp and all that madness. But it's all, all that's to say, uh, yeah, that's not looking like the LSU of recent, and uh, really doesn't matter because George is here, and they are here to destroy people
0: yes uh they are they and it's interesting how quickly the narratives can change week to week in college football because now it's like well okay well there's clearly alabama now maybe georgia is that in that number two race maybe they're the hope of the sec and i'm sitting here it's like huh notre dame lost to them by uh, one possession slash one mm-hmm. point hmm interesting yeah,
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: uh, and uh, let's get to uh, the first, uh, there was a, this whole week was like full of potential upsets, but one actually held the form and that was North Carolina state heading into FSU. And man, uh, we were, we, we mentioned it was probably going to be some rust because FSU has yet to play since their game against Alabama due to hurricane delays and man, they were rusty, and and Blackman still has a ways to go at quarterback after having to deal with the entry of Francois. I thought, well, maybe you know, you get a couple of weeks, you know, you can settle into the system, actually get your reps in because now you're the clear number one for the rest of the season. No, not so much that that line for North Carolina State. Oh boy, oh yeah. boy, they they are for real to say the
1: least. Yeah. We could say without you know without really much uh, doubt that FSU got chubbed to death. Basically, um, their, their defensive lineman, Chubb, uh, I don't know his first name, but that that guy is a terrifying man. And, 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 yet, and I say this not just because he's, uh, of course, he's a very pro- prolific athlete and, he, and he sh- his presence was felt throughout the entire game. But it also didn't help that Blackman's like maybe 165 pounds soaking wet. Uh, <laughs> I know they listed him at 185, but like, come on, bro. That dude looks like, you know, like, he just looks like an assembled, uh, like, like somebody drops sticks on the ground and they play quarterback. Um he's a thin thin guy, very very thin guy. Um and to his credit, you know, he he didn't show terribly for his first start. No, um, he really didn't. You know, and and it was at home, so you you may you may give this loss a little bit more weight than you would in another situation, but frankly, um what weeks what I really expected from FSU was to look a little rough, but they were just not really. I don't know. Maybe "coherent" is not the right word. They just really weren't all together, uh, like almost like they never really came back. Um, they played the game almost as if they were. It was on short notice. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It really, it really did have that feel to it. I mean, he- here's the thing: number of touchdowns in the second half for Florida State, zero. How many? Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's see. Let's see here. Let's see. We got field goal, field goal, field goal. Yep. <laughs> And so they, they get their first uh touchdown. Uh they they you know it was all in the, the first half here. Um and I mean they they just looked all all out of sorts, four sacks on the day for North Carolina State. Uh but yeah, you as as we said, Blackman didn't have a bad game. He was twenty-two for thirty-eight, not too terrible. Two hundred and seventy-eight yards, also not that terrible, but only one touchdown on the day. And again, when you just can never seem to actually get that, you know. Really, that consistency. It almost feels like you know one of those games where you, you you get a lot of points. You put it together. You get some, you know, forty, sixty yard drives here that are there. And here's here's one of the the more crucial ones. Here is that they started one drive on North Carolina. This is at the end of the game, mind you, where they're where they're trying to see what they can do to to end this thing, get get back into it. Because at the very end of the game, when the score is twenty seven to eighteen. So, Florida State gets the ball, and it is blocked. You know, if they punt, it is blocked. So, all of a sudden, you got some hope. They're starting on North Carolina State's 23. They promptly basically go three and out with a field goal,
1: and they don't get the ball back for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, that was it. That was the window. And, uh, yeah, I mean you know, you, you can, you can attribute it to a number of things. I mean, like one of the stat lines that jumps off the page is the number of penalties, right? That yes. you had. <laughs> uh, kind of a bad day when you have 11, 11 penalties, totally 93 yards. Um, but, you know, at the same time, that's a situation that, you know, if you're, if you're going to look at it from a perspective that we understand, you have to pull out that, that freshman first year starter playbook that Brian Kelly seems to always have in his back pocket. Because that's a situation where you got to play safe, you got to play short, and you got to play high percentage. And it didn't feel like they were really uh, willing to lean on that idea,
0: right? And probably the other the part about sitting back and watching this game and seeing the Twitter reactions, especially from people that uh, I follow that uh, are are big FSU fans, uh, they had a few choice words for the referees. Oh, even before. And they they did get hit with one of the worst targeting calls ever. Uh, This was another wide receiver throwback type pass. So the Mm -hmm. wide receiver has the ball, defensive lineman jumping up in the air to basically block the pass slash try to hit the guy. And as he comes down, he hand hits him in helmet targeting ejection.
1: Yeah, that was trash.
0: Yeah, it was trash. But uh, there was part of me that just smiled. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow, I just, that must feel weird, getting bad penalties in, in Doe Campbell Stadium, huh?
0: Yeah, that, that was the weirdest part. This game was not home. Yeah. I, I mean, usually, and I mentioned it before, the, the one thing that has that quote-unquote been scientifically proven as far as statistics go is that the one correlation that you have with home field advantage is typically the penalty calls, and right. not so much in this game because North Carolina State – only had six penalties for forty-one yards, so FSU doubled them up and then some.
1: Yep, yeah, so, not a great, not a great showing. Um, I, I am concerned. I was having a conversation with a coworker earlier today. Um, there, there's a there begins to be an era of maybe their season is in, is in significant jeopardy at this point um, because considering this this NC State team is not entirely complete. Um, they're going to face some incredible competition here real soon. Um, across the ACC, Not, never mind the fact that there are a couple of unexpected, undefeated, quote-unquote, traditional bottom feeders that, that, are, that are roaming around there as well. So the, it, it may, be, may be tough sledding uh, here for FSU moving forward.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, let's, let's move on. This was one where it looked like we were going to have a seismic upset. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, we have a buzzer-beater touchdown, and that is Penn State remaining at number four as they beat Iowa in what had the best ending. Yeah. A lot of this game was absolute, you know, it was a typical Iowa game. Iowa at night is just weird. If you go play there at night, things are going to get weird. The final score of this one is 21-19. to um, One thing that was cool, the one thing I made sure we did flip over, even my wife wanted to see this, uh, was the waving to the children's hospital, and since it was a night game, they were going to have their phones out and you know kind of bring out you know the lights to wave back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. So that it, things got a little. The allergies were were flaring up in the Tex household. Yeah, re- really dusty in like so many
1: houses <laughs> all, all of a sudden.
0: Right. Uh, that was beautiful. The rest of this game pretty damn ugly. Uh, <laughs> except for maybe uh, uh, Shaquan Barkley running yeah, around. One, yeah, one, one cheat
1: code Barkley. <laughs> uh,
0: what what was it? Uh, I, I believe it was a solid verbal that called him a game genie. Yes,
1: that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. They have the game genie.
0: Yes, uh, or to use a more uh, other reference, uh, you know, more modern. When NCAA came out with the uh, impact player feature. Oh, my God. I remember Reggie Bush was nigh untackable. A tackle untackleable in that game. Whatever. You, yeah, you get the yeah. point. Yeah, the, you, everybody would just bounce off of him because of that impact player rating. Uh, there was that, plus he just seems to do video game jukes and everything else, uh, but McSorley ends up getting the heroics on the last-second TD, and they have to run a PAT attempt, and he takes the ball, kneels it, and punts it backwards. Yeah. To, to end in victory. The fuck? Hey. Yeah, that that is somebody coached by Franklin.
1: Yeah. I that, mean I, to I be mean, honest. <laughs> dude. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Um look, it was one of those ones where it's like it it, it felt like magic, right? It felt like it was happening and, you know, it's just that last that last snap. You, you just the second the ball was snapped, it was like this is going to go in. This is going in. And wide receiver just Just crosses the field and just he hits him right in that window between two defenders in the back of the end zone, and it was it was almost worse because like the shot of the player that caught the touchdown, he walks over to the crowd and he's standing in front of just two children, (laughs) not not like grown fans upset, like two small kids who you could tell were really struggling to decide what kind of behavior they were about to engage in. Um, (laughs) Should they be mad? Should they not? Are the feelings too much? The kids just look so distressed. And I felt so bad, but I also felt good that, like, I think the player had the wherewithal to be like, let me not gloat too much. I'm just going to stand here for a second. Yeah, I'll let uh, my quarterback punt the ball out of the down uh, to midfield. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him do some really dumb shit behind us while I, while I stand here for a minute. Oh, uh, Yeah, man, it was close, but, you know, no cigar.
0: Uh, speaking of close but no cigar and some dumb shit, let's talk about Florida and Kentucky for a hot second. Oh, oh my, God. my God. All right, yeah. I, have, I have two literal notes for this game. Yep. One, Kentucky gave up touchdowns on two separate occasions. Uh, one was not having 10 men on the, they had 10 men on the field for the, gave up the game winning touchdown, failed to cover the guy that caught it. Prior, they actually had 11 men on the field and failed to cover the guy that caught the touchdown. They just said, mm-hmm. they're doing jumping jacks, snap the ball, snap the ball, snap the ball. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and apparently both of those, I, I did not watch this game, but apparently both of those came after timeouts, according to what I read.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Which is also, like, how Shit. how do you do that? That is, you know, I always get mad when somebody has, like, a false start or delay a game after a timeout. I can only imagine just, you know. Ten oof. men on the field. Oh, my God. To to lose. Oh. To lose. Oh, and boy, and three people threw the ball for Florida in this game. Yeah. How many passes, Shane? Because I, I don't think you watched this either, did you? No. All right. How many ke- passes do you
1: guess came from Malik Zaire? <clears throat> well, uh considering I have heard zero about him, I'm going to go with zero. You would be correct. So,
0: yes, uh, uh another river gambler named Del Rio apparently was the savior here and uh yeah, Zaire not even getting in the game. I can't even hit the
1: drop or, you know, I'm, No, no, it's no. just that, sadness now. It's pretty it's it's pretty possible that 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 drop might be dead. Um yeah, I I don't know what to make of that situation. Um, I feel like they know, you know, they probably know what they're doing by making that decision. Um, you know, it's it's that suspicion. Like as much as the heartstrings are, are are telling us to think otherwise, that it's it's very possible that the reality is that Deshaun Kaiser won that shit outright just because he was the better quarterback, and Malik didn't play because frankly he he wasn't needed. Um, and now the same is true at Florida. So you know. Make of it what you will. What I will say is that Kentucky, bro, you, 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 come on, really? Like you're going to lose on a penalty on essentially a a bonehead lapse of judgment to, to, you could, you were so close to ending the 30 year streak. I know that's the crazy part. <sighs> it, it was right there
0: Now now here's how, and this we'll talk more a little bit about rankings later, but here's how well, you know, the rest of the college football world took this win from Florida they dropped a spot in the AP ranking from 20 <laughs> to 21 for
1: winning that game. Yeah, well, frankly, they they, they look like butt. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah.
0: but you, typically, I mean, because the coaches poll did almost exactly what you expect. You know, they moved up two spots.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> but the, yeah. the people actually watching the games like,
1: yeah, about that, no. No, not happening. Yeah. We're going to let some I people mean- leapfrog you, buddy. Yeah, they can hang around but uh, you know, we're we're sending them a message that we probably don't want them here very long. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking for a reason. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, let's get to a
0: game again. We we thought this could be a potential upset brewing. It ended up not being such. Uh that was oh. Michigan coming in and taking out Purdue 28 to 10. And yeah. the side story here was that well well there's there's multiple layers to this. So yeah. Spate gets knocked out of this game. And yes. apparently he had to be taken off site for X-rays because whatever X-ray facilities they have in there was not exactly what he needed, so they took him a couple blocks away. So Harbaugh decided to go up on his soapbox, get very angry about it that he can't even x-ray his kid, basically, at the game. And then says, oh no, by the way, this shit's so old that there's no air conditioning in this facility. I had to put my players in the bus pregame. And Shh. just just going off on Purdue in their visitor's locker room, to yeah. which Purdue replied, um, none of these objections were raised to us when you visited the fucking facilities in July, dude. Bitch. Like, you, you could have made and requested accommodations, but you
1: requested none. <laughs> this is... I feel like this is what he does, man. Oh, I mean, it
0: absolutely is.
1: And it's not even, like, you know, circumstantial. At this point, any t- time things are, you know, uh, not necessarily all coming up Harbaugh, and, and, and nothing is smooth, and not everything looks great, uh, any time there's any kind of doubt, or there's any kind of scrutiny, what ends up happening is you get... You know, like 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 I described before, when when Harbaugh, just when I don't understand why you guys are saying this wah, yeah, x-rays, when with... air conditioning. Fuck you, dude. Like, seriously, <laughs> I understand. I understand that you wear your khakis up to your belly button. That doesn't make you. That doesn't make you fucking alfalfa. Just relax, okay? Calm down. I don't know. The guy's a bitch.
0: Yeah, Uh but anyway, there was a football game here, and almost yep. you hate to say this. The sentence that's about to come out of my mouth, but it feels like it's too true. Uh spake getting injured may have been the best thing to happen for Michigan because as soon as John O'Corn came in and he got settled into the game, Michigan looked like they had a competent offense. Now also aided by the fact that Purdue's best defender got knocked out with a targeting and a fairly obvious targeting call too. And it was all downhill from there. and, And, and really Michigan, once they started putting the hurt on Purdue, you know, Michigan's defense kept them, kept them in the game, made sure the game stayed close And that's what Michigan's basically been waiting for, waiting for the offense to get their shit together and basically gets in. And at the end of the day, you have now an 18-point victory on a road game where your starting quarterback got hurt, and apparently you were a big baby, and it was hot in there inside the locker room. Yeah, I (laughs) mean,
1: if only the game were only the first half, because Purdue would have essentially had that. Um,
0: Purdue would have won. Iowa probably would have won. Kentucky would have won.
1: (laughs) This is that week where it's like, man, we got to play two halves? Are you sure? Um, <laughs> look, I I I had a lot of faith uh Purdue ended up what happening? I mean, yes, they lost two defenders uh to targeting calls. They also uh in the second half, um, you know, I guess Michigan's defense made the necessary adjustment because they were forcing turnovers and Purdue couldn't get out of their own way uh by the end of the game. So, you know, it it, it as much as Purdue seemed like they had some s- something going and yes, they are this Weird little side fascination of mine this year. It was just kind of you could kind of sense the shift um, not long after halftime that O'Corn had some rhythm and that the defense essentially figured out what Purdue was more or less trying to favor and they never sniffed the end zone again. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, Purdue, they're, they're, they're on their way to something. I, I, you, you can definitely tell.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely on the up and up. We were, just, we were all hopeful that we were going to get to see a little bit of upset and spoiler here, but it's not to be this week. Uh, but moving Imagine on. Imagine
1: the post-game rant after a loss from this motherfucker. Woo!
0: Oh, man, that would have been something else. We were deprived. Damn it. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's what we get for Trusting Purdue for anything. Moving on. Oklahoma, you want to talk about everybody being dead wrong on this game, including us, yep. Shane?
1: Yep. Yep. Uh- yeah.
0: Uh, so, and I think Baker Mayfield had that same confidence that we did. That he he was out there pregame, uh, telling the <laughs> telling Baylor they forgot who their daddy was. He he was going to spank them, have to spank them. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God for him. They didn't lose because they just barely escaped Waco, forty nine to forty one in this one. Baylor at one point actually had a lead. They also had a t- chance to tie this up. They recovered an onside kick. You know, this is the part of the game I watch where it's like, uh, so this may actually happen. They they recovered the onside kick and they have a chance to tie the game up once again with Oklahoma, but a strip sack killed that. But forty nine to forty one, not exactly what anybody was expecting in
1: this one. Yeah, who's your daddy, Baylor? Not Oklahoma, apparently. Um we'll give that we'll give that title to Duke. How about that? Duke is your daddy. <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was the kind of game, you know, like it was happening. It was, it was another late game. So, you know, a lot of us were kind of uh, already, uh, our attention was uh, captivated elsewhere, but it was the kind of game that, you know, you look across the ticker every so often, because that's what you do, commercial breaks, whatever. And every time I scroll past, you'd go, wait, what? Nah, nah, come on. What? And then it came into the fourth quarter and shit was getting real dicey. And it was the kind of thing where all of a sudden Twitter kind of got a little bit frantic like you could sense that background Twitter you know Notre Dame was already up at that point so like the I guess the attention was less uh less focused and all of a sudden you start to hear the rumblings of "Uh uh-oh Baylor Baylor might do this and it dawns on you like wait a minute this is the same Baylor team that lost to UTSA that lost to which was it Howard I can't remember which one Liberty Liberty. (laughs) I mean what college football is weird it is. It is. Uh, you know, part of you also wonders, like, what what, what, the, what the fuck was Oklahoma doing? I mean, if Liberty can figure it out, uh, come on, guys. Really?
0: Yeah, we- weird, weird week for teams in the state of Oklahoma, to say the least. Uh, not not very <laughs> good for, for Big 12 land up there. Yeah. Uh, so we, we had a, a couple of late games. Uh, we had Southern Cal uh, going in the Battle of Cows against Cal, and I still don't know what to make of the Trojans at all. They, they again, looked fairly sloppy. Cal had a decent defense, and 17 unanswered in the fourth quarter was the difference in this one. Cal just couldn't put anything together on offense, which is weird to say for Cal, but that's yeah. what happened, and Southern Cal's defense clamped down, and I still really don't know what we got out of Sam Darnold, like, at all at this point.
1: No, yeah, honestly, again, it's like every week, Southern Cal shows a lot of odd weaknesses and yet, somehow, they keep pulling out these wins um, I, uh, to Cal's credit, they had a lot going for them in the first half. What I feel like what happened to Cal is what happened to Notre Dame almost every game last year, and it's that the fourth quarter they just ran out of gas. Um, it, it, they, you know maybe they just were, were lacking in whatever that next step was. Uh, maybe they just need uh, you, know, a, a, you know, a body by Bayless program to swing by, but Southern Cal managed to essentially capitalize on, I guess, their overall athleticism and then just a better a better game plan. Cal was keeping it real interesting in the first half, and it was very surprising to see. They had a, a couple lead changes, which is something that you probably were not expecting. No, no not at fact. all. Despite oh. the fact that Cal's undefeated. Yeah, mm-hmm. still, like, what? Uh, but, yeah, in, in the end, Southern Cal manages to survive once again, and yet I keep getting the sense that I don't understand why we're supposed to believe that this team is really a top five team. I, I understand that they've done what they need to do to stay in the top five, but I feel like that's just within the parameters of the rules as they were set at the beginning of the season. I get this feeling that eventually Southern Cal will get exposed. And as weeks go on, little things keep popping up.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of those things where we're, we maybe we see the weakness hit, you know, before they come to South Bend, but man at this point I'm hoping if Notre Dame can stay on their current pace and you know Southern Cal doesn't manage to completely trip up all over themselves that maybe maybe Notre Dame can can be the ones that get to trip them up just just maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it I'm feels hoping like it's coming mm-hmm. all right so we got a couple other pac 12 games to talk about uh one you know Washington again still you know with all the noise at Stanford, you know, not not Stanford. So we'll talk about them in a second. With all the noise that Southern Cal makes, just with their general hype, and you know, the what are they? Here's Washington just ho hum beats a decent team in Colorado, thirty-seven to ten.
1: Yeah, Washington has not stopped. No, they have not stopped. I don't know why we're sleeping on them. Um, it they were a they they may not have been uh, the, the the best performing playoff team, right? Because they ran up against Alabama, uh, but they were still a fucking playoff team. And, you know, you, you, I, I don't, we're all focused on Darnold and Southern Cal, but I'm sorry. Washington seems to be the uh, more sure thing right now. So not surprising, uh, but it is surprising how little quote unquote respect they're getting.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where they, they need to get a game in prime time just for more yeah. eyeballs to get on this because everything's been Pac-12 after dark or just so far under the radar that, you know, everybody forgets that they had a season opener. That a lot of people watched. And that was it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So moving on, we got Stanford. Uh putting a beat down on UCLA because in this battle of garbage, turns out UCLA's defense is the hottest garbage around, and I cannot believe the Aggies lost to that piece of crap.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Kevin Sumlin, gonna Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. Um Stanford, okay. So Stanford, yes, yeah, you, you have to say that one part, right? The UCLA kind of looks like incompetent trash. However, they scored 34 points on Stanford's quote unquote defense. They right? did. Which is weird.
0: Yeah. Weirder, weirder that Stanford scored nearly
1: 60 and well, that's 58. What that's the flip side. <laughs> Whereas Stanford's defense may look a little bit shakier than recent years, their offense looks nuts. Like they are, uh, they're scoring uh, whenever they can, of course. You know, now that they found some, some, uh, some scrubs here in the States, they, they found some points. Um, <laughs> but th- that in this particular game, they looked amazing. Now, I would, I would, I think, not unreasonably say, I feel like UCLA helped that, you know? They UCLA's did. defense is garbage. And, you know, just considering that they only put 17 points up on San Diego State, um, yeah, maybe 58 here is a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, like, we're going to call this the uh, UCLA charity uh, game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. The only, you know, it's, the, it's basically Stanford is running through Bryce Love. That's essentially it. Um, so UCLA somehow couldn't figure that out and they put up 58 points at their expense. That does not necessarily tell me that Stanford is any better than I thought. I really don't think so.
0: All right. I mean, banner day for Bryce Love, uh, sets a record in this one with, uh, 263 rushing yards on 30 carries, uh, Stanford as a whole had 405 rushing yards, which should tell you a lot about the UCLA defense. And the other storyline with the offense is Keller Chris gets knocked out of this game. And again, backup comes in. And almost like with Michigan, K.J. Costello seemed to, to help out Stanford more so than, than what Keller Chris has to this point. Yeah. And, and maybe this is just a weird one-week fluke, or maybe it's just the fact that UCLA has the defensive quality of a wet paper bag uh, assisted by VVG. I mean, th- these could be <laughs> things that are... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And, yeah, man, Josh Rosen, this stat line, he, he is so winning the in a losing effort. Uh, award that the ver for the verbies at the solid verbal give out oh, man. 40 for 60 480 yards three touchdowns with two interceptions in this one i mean it's it's all up to rose it's it's all him i mean he's yeah. just doing whatever yeah. he can and he's just hoping his arm doesn't fall off by the time he gets to the
1: nfl yeah i mean they have no run game to speak of so if he can't do anything they can't do anything it's basically that simple
0: yeah well speaking of they can't do anything let's talk about boston college a little bit here because well, if yeah. if they yeah. they had something resembling an offense, they may have had a chance to actually knock off the national champs. Because this game was seven to seven going into the fourth quarter, and then Clemson puts twenty seven on the bo- up on the board in the fourth quarter, and floodgates just opened in the fourth. It was eerie similar to what Notre Dame did to BC, but Clemson waited just a little bit longer, and they were not winning throughout most nope. of that game at all. Nope
1: nope yeah yeah this was really really scary when you're like you know i, I was watching this this little t- roll by the ticker over and over again thinking okay at any minute now i'll see a 20 something or a 30 something and then i look down and it's the fourth quarter and it's says seven to seven and i'm I'm like i'm texting people like, guys guys what the fuck is going on <laughs> um because i'm not sure if you saw notre dame beat that ass uh, like the week before so it was one of those things where you, you you're wondering what's going to happen what's going to happen then it just begs the question, like, what took Clemson so long? You know, I mean, frankly, yeah, sure, maybe they just, it was a fourth quarter issue similar to, you know, the, the problem that, you know, uh, I don't know, Purdue had, right? That they just couldn't last through the, the whole game. But I don't know, man, the week before, it didn't really seem to indicate that. Uh, Boston College doesn't have this stout of a defense. It seems more like Clemson was just offensively incompetent for such a long part of the game. Um, but then they put up 27 and, and essentially erase all that in one quarter. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Kelly Bryant didn't help matters. He only had a 40,
0: 140 yards on the day with two interceptions. That will not help. Uh, but Clemson with the rushing yards, and most of this came at the tail end of the game, 342 yards. So Notre Dame puts up. You know, w- w- what would the total be now? If, if my math is a little fuzzy, I know it's well over a hundred. But total difference, <laughs> yeah.
1: Almost 150 yards. Yeah,
0: that, I wasn't sure if we were nearing 150 or we we're closer to 125, but yeah, that's that's, a that's some disparity. Yeah, but 140 yeah. yards of of passing
1: that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty pretty iffy. All
0: right. Well, I mean, hey, you know, Wimbush kind of did the same thing out there, so I guess there, there's there's recipe just wear out the dudes because dudes can apparently only last three quarters over yeah. a, in Boston. All right, we got one more game to talk about very, very briefly. Uh, thanks for playing, Vandy. Uh, Bama was next, and your ass found out in a hurry, 59-0. to
1: I was going to say, how do we know they played? <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like a coach could have walked 78 yards in that game. You know what I mean? So do we know that the team showed up? I don't know. I didn't see it. Does it if a tree falls in the wood, you know what they say. Yeah, you,
0: I almost have a feeling uh, Bama wanted to prove a point. After hearing they were next?
1: Yep. Just maybe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you, you you probably don't want to poke seven grizzly bears at once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, because your ass will get mauled, and that definitely happened. All right, so that, that's a quick look around college football. Let's talk Notre Dame heading into East Lansing and getting a, mm. a, a, an absolutely beautiful... Solid road win as they win this one, thirty-eight to eighteen. Um, now, before we dive into this too much, this game, quote unquote, launched Notre Dame up to twenty-two in the AP poll, mm-hmm. and uh, non-existent in the coaches' poll. They uh, were beaten out. They they were tops in uh, others getting votes category, uh, but winless FSU edged them out at twenty-five. Because the coaches are morons, we, apparently. I, I don't. I don't understand. I, 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 it's again, season's weird. Personally, I'm not getting too uh, in arms in the ranking. I, no, think, I don't care. Yeah. I think it's very odd. I, I think the only thing to me that stands out, is like, okay, if we're kind of looking at this and we're saying, all right, Georgia top 10 team mm-hmm. and Notre Dame lost to said top 10 team by a point. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, Ohio state lost far worse to a top 10 team. In Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around the top fifteen. You know, they're sitting pretty at eleven. It, it's weird. You know, Oklahoma State, yes, you know, at, at fifteen now while TCU's at nine. I I don't know. This is why I hate preseason rankings. Hate it so that's much. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: Everyone says preseason rankings don't matter until they clearly fucking matter, right? Uh, until that pole position essentially establishes an arbitrary and inconsistent race that's based on just I don't know, subjective bullcrap. Um, I don't know. Like, that's that. This is where the idea of a preseason ranking does nobody any favors. It's, just, it's almost like, why, why not? If you're, what you're doing when you establish a preseason ranking is essentially saying, I, we have these ideas of who we think are going to be the best, right? But instead, what you're really saying is, these are our, our lead pageant girls. These are the ones that we really want to win, mm-hmm. right? And we're giving them an opportunity to start ahead of the pack. So when you have a team like Georgia, who has steadily climbed, that feels like a fair um, progression for a team like that. But then when you try to uh, evaluate teams that are that have transitive relationships with to a team like that, it goes all over the place. All it, all it takes is one layer for it to go to complete shit. And the logic doesn't work. And, and, you know, the coaches poll is a great example. And the fact that FSU is even close is even ranked is a great example. Like, why? What are you doing? What are you doing there? That that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, and and of course the the playoff committee can always toss all these rankings to the side, but we haven't really seen them except for maybe the, with the exception of one or two teams really break ranks with the national narrative. So everything should still even itself out. Obviously, Notre Dame still has something to prove, which is probably a good thing, you know, for this team, especially when you got Southern Cal coming in, you know, in a yeah. few weeks you definitely want that chip on the shoulder, to to say the right. least. And so right. really, really hope that at least they can continue to provide motivation. But uh, apparently this team didn't need too much of it because, damn, did they come out with a mission and did they execute it? That first drive was <laughs> You know, it was, it was almost this gigantic middle finger to everybody. It's like, oh, you don't think Wimbush can pass? Well, we're not going to make him do anything crazy. We're not going to have him go deep. But we're just going to have a drive of all passing. And then when we do run it, he's going to be the one running it into the end zone.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was the exact, the exact uh, way to establish uh, a big play for EQSB. So the idea, you know, you get the short passes to Claypool, who's already, you know, proving to be a potential threat. And he had that amazing catch. Uh, later in the game, but you get it to Claypool to essentially get the, the corner on the boundary to, to, to pay attention, right? To, just, to, just to notice that, oh shit, that guy's what? 6'4"? Fuck, right? <laughs> and then all you need is one quick play action pass, 40 yards downfield, Equinemius gets his, and then, you know, what, what else do you do at that point? They, now they're on their toes, now they know, shit, they want to pass on this drive, and what do you do? You run the draw. Easy. So easy. Yeah. And boom, 16 yards later, Wimbush scores. Six plays. Amazing. What I love about
0: that play action on that first drive so much was that they ran a play. And you, I, I think I've only seen this a handful of times. This may be the only time I've actually seen it work. It was a play action to a draw. Yes. So they, they faked a draw to Joss Adams. And so it's like, oh, it's like, oh, they're passing. Oh shit, they're running. Oh, oh crap! And it oh, shit, was they are passing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was awesome. It was, yeah, it was, was it was so beautiful. And then you know, Notre Dame gets a pick six for the first time since Trumpetti. <laughs> yeah. Since so we Trump-A. actually have a defensive back doing their job, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's fourteen nothing. Crowd is silent, and you're like, uh, guys, I think this is. What? Are are we good? Are are we a good football team? This seems like something a good football team would do.
1: Less than five minutes in, it was already like, wait a minute. (laughs) They're doing stuff,
0: guys. Yeah, and one of the prevailing things I've heard about this game is like, well, Michigan State moved the ball well, so maybe Notre Dame's not as good as we think because they made a lot of mistakes. But here's the quote-unquote mistakes that they they were making. Yeah, apparently LJ Scott's got butterfingers, but this defense is going after the damn ball. Oh yeah. I have oh, yeah. not seen an Irish defense attack the ball like this. I mean, Sean Crawford just seems to, you know, have he's planted a magnet in the opposing footballs and it's just attracted to him somehow yep. to keep getting yep. turnovers. And then Julian Love, that ball is his until the whistle's blown. Yeah. Even yeah. on the touchdown he gave up, he was there trying to rip the damn thing out because he's gotten interceptions that way before. And until yep. that whistle blows, that ball's his is his. And he's gonna go get it.
1: Exactly. No, man, the, the defense played incredibly. Um, they were disruptive. I don't give a shit about the yards. I don't give a shit about uh, Lwerki's, whatever, 340, 50. None of that shit matters because, frankly, look at the scoreboard. Um, <laughs> they were out. They, 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 they won time of possession. They won total yardage. They, they won uh, everything except for hmm, the turnover battle where they shit the bed on multiple occasions. This is a point that I actually tweeted about the day before the game. That was a huge red flag to me. They turned the ball over against Bo- uh, Bowling Green four times. Four times they fumbled the ball and lost three of them, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Guess what they did the next week? They fumbled the ball three times. Guess how many were returned for a touchdown? Another one. Um, LJ <laughs> Scott and, and that offense, they don't have ball security, and especially LJ especially Scott because he's been responsible for three of their, of their, seven, of, uh, of their seven up to that point. Um, so, you know, it almost stands to reason that, you know, the narrative that you insist on trying to, you know, outgrow or outpace is if you're the Michigan state coaching staff, uh, whoops, it came to fruition, it came right at that moment where you thought you were going to get a little bit of momentum and score and maybe swing things back, but nope, you ran into Crawford, you fucked up.
0: Yes. Uh, and the best was because... The moment for me, and, and this ended up being the thing that basically iced the game in the first half. If you really want to take a look back at it, and, and that was LJ Scott looking like he just capped off a nice long touchdown drive for Michigan State, and ball is stripped by Crawford, <laughs> and, yeah. and Scott yeah. S- Scott tries to hop on it, he fails to. Recovered in the end zone. Gus is trying to have a gusgasm. Meanwhile, the referee signaling touchback.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and that was the best part, is the second I saw that, I said, oh, here we go, because there's not going to be enough conclusive video evidence to overturn the call on the field. Hell yeah.
0: Well, not only that, when you were looking at it, it was like that, I mean, it, it seemed, I mean, it wasn't yeah. it's so no. obvious where you could say beyond a shadow of a doubt it confirmed it, but it was like, that. That that's clear. He, he that's clearly was stripping the out. ball from him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't it's believe
1: dope. it. If L.J. Scott had so much as simply reached the ball over to his left like half a foot, he would have broken the plane with control. And yet he had it tucked right into that back shoulder, you know, right behind his lead foot. And that was the exact moment Crawford punched it out. "Mm, So good. mm, So,
0: so good. Uh, But yeah, this was a great, great win. Um, yeah, and I, I don't care about the 300 some yards. I don't care about the quarterback's thinking and, and honestly, this defense seems to be good to give up at least. They, they will, and it's always, it seems to be a case of over-pursuit or just, you know, flying to a gap that they shouldn't have gone to, and then you get a big run or a big pass. But typically, that play doesn't end up hurting them for a touchdown. It's maybe one or two plays after, or they they hunker down and say, no, you're only getting a field goal out of this, you know, despite right. what we just gave up. Uh, right. so I mean, 50 uh, some odd of, of those yards, uh, that, you know, Michigan state had 151 rushing 52 of those were from a quarterback sneak.
1: Yeah. On one play.
0: So yeah, yeah we're looking at a sub 100 rushing yard game there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, dude. I mean the, 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 the overwhelming performance from by Notre Dame in this game, it was just one of those things where you're just like, man, like. I I don't think I could have ever expected them to work Boston College and Michigan State in back to back weeks in any other season under Brian Kelly like this. Ever. No shot. Absolutely. Um, And yet, and on top of that, this defense hasn't allowed anybody to score over 20 points yet. I mean, that's insane. They're doing, from what they were last year, this defense has essentially gone straight from Charmander into Charizard. They they skipped a whole. (laughs) whole charmeleon phase. Fuck that. I'm a dragon now. Eat shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and this is how good the defense is performing. Cause apparently Josh Adams maybe got banged up a little bit, but basically it was a very conscious decision by the coaching staff saying, huh, he doesn't really need to carry the ball this much. Let's go ahead and give it to Dion McIntosh and Dexter Williams for the rest of the game. They yep. both have 20 carries. Brandon Wimbush only has eight. So you're having, you know, the second and third string running backs basically carrying the load for the team. And Notre Dame still gets 182 rushing yards. Yep.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, those it's that, it's the kind of thing that makes you, you know, you look in the next two games in the schedule and don't even blink, which is such a weird feeling, you know? Um, of course you can't, you can't sleep on Miami, Ohio. You can't sleep on North Carolina. That's fine. But somehow when you, when you come, when you, you lose to Georgia close, and the way they perform over those following weeks, and then dominate your next two opponents the way they have, it's this almost like this liberating, like, wow, need I not fear Saturdays at watching Notre Dame? Can, can this be real?
0: <laughs> Is that really Brian Kelly dancing in the locker room with the megaphone? Oh, dude. I, I'm, cutting
1: that, I'm cutting that thing to another song, by the way, so that, that, that's going to be fun.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was great. The only thing not great in this game was whatever was the excuse for refereeing on the field highlighted by something that jimmy g covered uh earlier today on hls so on monday uh if you're when, you're when you're listening to this one ever uh was the uh the nice little dive over and you know duck and spear brandon Wimbush right in the head with a helmet that was just kind of shrugged off by everybody
1: yeah like it, that was nobody falls that way by accident right you no. are leaping arching and and aiming that's like that's like spearfish targeting like what are you doing
0: yeah, and, and that wasn't the only one. There was another time, and, and Smy thankfully fell to the ground before he got hit. But somebody else was launching himself. Uh, Irish Tightness on Twitter, caught a great screen grab of basically the guy. You could see him full on, like basically trying to make himself a human torpedo, going right at him. I mean, jeez, they were they were going
1: dirty in this yeah. one. And and honestly, for a Saturday chock full of people getting fucked for targeting, that just felt like. I don't know. It, it felt a little bit more insulting to to recognize that they were just essentially ignoring those. I don't know the the intent of those calls. I, I I think it was trash. But you know what? You're right. Michigan State I think recognized that they were overmatched and decided let's let's go let's go to hurt them because what else are we gonna do?
0: Yeah, nine penalties for 97 yards that they did yeah. catch. So yep. they they weren't very disciplined to begin with. But man, they were. And the the thing that was probably the, the most annoying about it was. Notre Dame got hit with a roughing the passer call when we got a sack by basically being thrown into the quarterback, but since it was close enough to his knee, we got penalized for it, even though literally O-Lyman throwing him in to that direction. So it was frustrating, but probably the most hilarious part, I mean, there were so many reviews in this game, but the best one was when uh, Dexter Williams gets his touchdown catch, D'Antonio is beside himself. Can't believe it! Can't believe they're not stopping the game for a review. So, so what am I going to do? I'm going to call timeout. Screw you! You're going to look at it. I'm just sitting here laughing. Like, what are you doing? Is there nobody in your headset that has he a TV?
1: Challenge and challenge. <laughs> he didn't just call timeout and hope they would check. He challenged that. Like, okay, sure, buddy. Yeah, you. you, you good luck. Enjoy.
0: Oh man, that was that was absolutely hilarious. I was like, I can't believe he's this stupid. And then yep. and then for the rest of the game you see him like shortly after, he's like, I gotta throw the kitchen sink. There's like every trick play in their playbook was seemingly flung out there. You know, they run a flea flicker quarterback, gets smoked. They try to run a throwback, it doesn't work. They do a reverse, nope. it goes
1: nowhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it was they were not they were not getting any bullshit after that you were done
0: and the best part was the what the the lone field goal attempt that they had notre dame is literally standing there expecting nothing short of a fake
1: (laughs) yeah of course they're just standing like yeah go ahead and kick your shit motherfucker (laughs)
0: like we will we will give up the three here but yes a very fun game and like I said, yes, dare I say, Notre Dame could be a good football team. I mean, when you even have Joel Klatt saying this is a very well-coached team, I'm just cackling because I'm like, okay, it's like Klatt, of all people, is going to be the one on national TV to call Notre Dame well-coached. It's like, yep. am I in the twilight zone here? This is this is amazing that we're at this point right now. And, man, this is this is quite a good way to, to end September as we get ready to roll in October. Funny thing is, there's still another game in this month. I know. (laughs) And it's one, and again, it's one we're all fairly confident about, but you don't want the letdown to to happen afterwards. But, but I think we can at least safely say there's, there's been no snowballing at least, at least to this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this is, it's the way that these wins have happened. We were expecting it. Even in our preview, like it's going to be another Notre Dame, Michigan game, a Michigan state game. This was not another Notre Dame, Michigan state game. This was nope. one team whipping another team's ass.
1: Yeah, this was this was a uh, – that's what I said the, the, in the preview. If, if this is a double-digit win, if this is a 10-point win, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively decent situation considering what Michigan State does every time they play. But, uh, yeah, they might as well have been playing a fucking, I don't know, like a, like a division below. It could have been some FES shit, FCS shit because this, uh, this Notre Dame team really made them look stupid. Like, they made them look stupid. Number 1 defense in the country up to that point hadn't allowed a single offensive uh, touchdown so far. Uh yeah, about that. Oops. <laughs> Drive 1. Yeah, yeah, Sixth <laughs> place. Hold that.
0: Yeah, and and I tell you what, I hope this is a step, you know, even Kelly referenced in the post game that they did work on something with his mechanics. So, that's what I was kind of hoping it was, just some little mechanical thing of why he was sailing everything every which direction because he looks so much better in that pass. To Smythe, it was like there, Whoa. there you are, Wimbush. That's yeah, that's no. exactly where you were. You're making a throw in a in a super tight window. Yes, your receiver has to go make an incredible play to get it, but there's only one person getting that ball, and you gave him a chance for it.
1: Yeah, Wimbush made the comment that he had he had realized that he was developing a Tebow-like uh, throwing motion because um, he was swinging <laughs> the ball a little bit wider. Which I think is amazing that we can just say that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that he, he he's holding the ball higher up uh, when he's dropping back, and that's creating a tighter release, and it's making it a little bit easier to hit short passes, and then you know to to actually hit things on time going deep. So if that is what it took, yo, watch out. I, I'm 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 if if Wimbush has his groove, boy, things are gonna be real interesting moving forward.
0: Exactly because I mean that first drive, that's why it was all passes, and you know as much as it was frustrating me i'm like well yeah michigan state seems to be you know if they're not loading quote unquote overloading the box they're definitely selling out on run they're 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 forcing Wimbush to pass right now and Wimbush is doing it and then all of a sudden it was okay now playbook's open now now you've kept them honest and that's exactly what you need to do because keeping them honest you could drive trucks for the holes that left side of the line is creating because oh my god Even the best part was somebody uh, uh, put this up, and I think it was uh, Seabus Irish was the one that put it up in the timeline. Uh, The guy that did the dirty spear thing, uh, jumping on Wimbush, he tried to go super low on McGlinchey. I mean, basically, you know, almost take him out at the knees to try to get through him. But McGlinchey saw it coming, and he got down so low to the ground that he basically somehow was the low man in that situation, sent the dude tumbling back five, six yards nice
1: <laughs> we just like yeah come at me bro let's do this
0: oh Fuck. it was so good well i mean anything else you want to discuss about this one Shane? before we get into our final little thing
1: uh no i mean look man just an, an incredibly impressive i i it was fun to see everybody kind of like fawning over the fact that they were just beating that ass um <laughs> we all felt it it was like what is this feeling why are we why are we privy to it um but it was awesome, and it, 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 I feel like it's a great indicator of potential things to come. It makes me get the sense that 5-1 and one heading into USC is absolutely where they should be. Um, so, yeah, man, it just felt good. But, not, you know, on the flip side, while we felt great, I feel like there are some people on the other side who re- maybe didn't take the loss that well.
0: Yeah, so, Irish fans, you may remember Mike Valenti. Valenti. Uh, he's a local sports personality over in the, the East Lansing or Detroit area. I believe it's Detroit is where he's located out of, but noted Michigan State enthusiast. Uh, and when Charlie Weiss pulled the absolute miracle of miracles out of his ass in, in 2006, mm-hmm. and as he termed it Hurricane Katrina, he lost his shit on the radio. So this happened. It was absolutely embarrassing for Sparty. And apparently Michigan, as you'll hear at the beginning of this audio, apparently Michigan fans were texting him. You know, say, you know, what do you, what do you think about this, Mike? What do you think? Great trolling. Yeah. Great trolling. Oh, it's it's awesome. I may not like Michigan fans very much, but th- that is well done to where you, <laughs> th- this is why we love college football. Everybody's a
1: shithead. <laughs> yeah, it's all about
0: talking shit. I was explaining this to my, to
1: my coworkers the other day. It's just about the shit talking. It's so rich. Ah, it's so good.
0: So we decided we we didn't really have time to because of everything to pull off a drunk cast or anything like that because I not only have I been busy with work I got to be up super early in the morning uh, to get right back at it but we thought we would at least do this because this popped up uh, on the good old Twitters uh, thank you Rake Malo for bringing this uh, to our attention so we're we're gonna kind of just you know go through this piece by piece and just just discuss and. Uh, really really take a look at this critical feedback that we have here. So, so let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. You, you ready for this, Shane? Oh,
2: yeah. All easy. right, here we go. Number of Michigan fans on the ticket text. Guys, let me make this very, very clear for you. We'll just get this, we'll get this out of the way right now. Yes, Michigan State got hammered on Saturday night. I'm very upset about it, but wh- what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The Lions got screwed in the most high-profile game of week three. You want my comment on MSU? All right, well,
0: <laughs> you already know it's bad when he's yeah, already deflected. He's immediately <laughs> trying to pivot. It's like, well, hold Been on. Deflected. You know, the Lions, Lions got screwed, like, oh, number yeah, one. No, and, they
1: got screwed on actual, you know, good play call, good good officiating, <laughs> god damn it. It's like, you want, you, you, want, you want my comments on the thing I'm known for supporting? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I have this meeting I gotta go to. <laughs> you,
0: you want my fucking opinion, Michigan fans? Fine, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give you my, my one comment. And, and the funny part is, this is set up to where it's like, I'm just going to say this one thing and I'm done, but no, (laughs) like
2: here's my comment. They are stale and they stink. That program is stale as a loaf of bread. That's been out on the countertop for about six days.
0: Who the fuck leaves bread out for six days?
1: You know what that is? That is a metaphor of a man who normally (laughs) fuck and shit a lot more often, but can't, (laughs) um, uh, that was weak sauce, dude. Come on, bro.
0: Like like uh, when I first heard that and and I listened through this a, a couple of times in preparation for the show, but I'm listening to that. I was like, wait, what, what in the hell? Like at some point, if this is really your analogy and, and, and this that he was just trying to find something, quote unquote, stale. But if oh, yeah. you really yeah. want to let this analogy go, that's basically somebody that left something super obvious on the countertop there. It, it's yeah. by six days, it's not just going stale, it's fucking growing stuff at some point. You're probably like, huh, maybe I should address that. But
1: no, six days, stale bread. Beautiful. yeah you know what the funny thing was like it, it to me it was like wait a minute have we established whether or not this bread was sealed because i mean <laughs> bread has a longer shelf life than six fucking days bro <laughs>
0: is some is somebody walking around mike valenti's kitchen and stabbing his bread
1: packs <laughs> yeah just like cutting the little slits into it aha there you go how many sandwiches
0: how many sandwiches he fd like shit this stuff's got a shelf life i only got four days
2: oh, okay let's keep going they came out of a bye week and they got jumped they went under the bright lights, and their young players messed themselves. They're embarrassing. Five and seven, here we come. And- <laughs> That's
1: oh man. Oh, we already got the projection. I mean, can you tell me where there's going to be three more wins? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like, first of all, you're, you're gonna you're gonna say they came out under the bright lights, and the young team soiled themselves. I'm sorry, bro. Like, can you just understand that? They were worked by a superior opponent. Oh, I mean, oh, oh we will get to that. Oh,
0: we will yeah. get to that, Shane.
2: <laughs> I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm done. Until people start losing their jobs up there, they're persona non grata with me. The same stale garbage. You want to sell me on optimism? You want to sell me on their are a young team? Notre Dame was just as young as we are. They whipped our ass up and down the field.
0: So, so this half reads like a, an angry Notre Dame forum post, and, mm-hmm. and, and then the admission that Notre Dame had the same issues as far as youth and just beat the hell out of them. <laughs> so-
1: I, love, I, I love his position that like, there is, there is a, a, an obligation for Michigan State to like, gratify his perceptions specifically. <laughs> uh, like, well, see, now for me, I'm done. Me, personally, I'm done. They're in persona non grata. First of all, anybody who ever describes people they don't like as persona non grata, you should probably drop that because that's a douchebag. Like, fuck that guy. Okay. What are you? What, what are you? Like, Don Corleone? Shut your fucking mouth. Anyway. But then to go along and then say, like, you're going to try to sell me on blank. You're going to try to convince me of blank. I'm hearing a lot of me. I'm hearing a lot of like, you want somebody to validate your perspective. Guess what? You don't own the school. Eat shit. Go
0: away! I mean this. This so reminds me of some of the narratives that was like Notre Dame preseason. It's like it's so. It feels so good to hear somebody else go through it and to vocalize it on a radio show. Oh my god! We're just getting oh started. This is so great.
2: Antonio, better wake up! Stop using a teaspoon to get the water out of the boat and get a bucket, or better yet, call the coast guard and fire off a flare. Get some help up there.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? If you're trying to send a flare to the the Coast Guard, I hate to break this to you, Mike. The ship's already sunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, first of all, like, uh, uh, who 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 would use a teaspoon? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's aware that, you know, the, the program has, has been through some, some tough times considering all the way back to last year. But, like, it's one loss after they were, you know, touted as the number one defense in the nation after two dominating, not dominating, but relatively good wins over really inferior opponents and now the ship is sinking okay not three and nine now it is you're welcome Notre Dame did that oh man this is so great
0: let's keep rolling yes
2: got Dave Warner running double reverses for no reason it's just stale garbage defense comes out not ready to play Notre Dame throws six out of seven of the first we're sitting 10 yards off the line of scrimmage get the hell out of here Harlan
0: all right hold on what game were you watching dude yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> they were what? right up that first drive. They were all up in the box, and they were yeah. definitely playing the receivers close. The problem was is that they were beating the quick man coverage or they actually did something crazy like
1: ran a screen successfully for a change yeah which was insane but you know chase claypool does amazing things love that man oh it's
0: Arcane. so it's so amazing when your anger and your hatred makes you see different things on the field
1: yeah, yeah it's like he wasn't watching that i'll give him the credit like yeah that double reverse was dumb but like that was way late you that's, know that was desperation shit and,
0: they, they, and that's also yeah. d'antonio bullshit like Have you watched the D'Antonio era? Do you remember that he beat Notre Dame on similar bullshit? That's the calling card, man. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Barnett and the
2: rest of them, all of them, get out. It's just, it's garbage. And for anybody who's still a season ticket holder and who's still writing the check, good for you. You're a sucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So at least, okay, look. It could be worse. Michigan State could be selling all their tickets, but they just have suckers that keep going to games.
1: <laughs> I mean, they could be 0-3, first of all. I mean, it's... Uh, this it's, is loss
0: number one. That That one. is a good point to make. <laughs> number one. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing, um, yes. Very bad. This, this, there's nothing good you can take away from this. No silver lining or more victory you can take out of this, but this is loss number one. But again... I mean, like Notre Dame, they are coming off a really shitty season. A shittier season, even, than Notre yes, Dame. Yes, yes, And this is, is how there. you get things like this. And, oh, we're just, we're just getting started. There's more.
2: Keep writing those checks. It's a lousy game day experience. It's a lousy stadium. And right now, it's a lousy staff. And it's going to take down the best coach we've ever had because he's too damn loyal to get rid of him.
0: So, so he is, starts off being mad at D'Antonio. Yeah, I was and then and then and man and he's still mad at him for being loyal to people. But because of all this, it's the best coach we ever had. And he's halfway running him out of town.
1: Yeah, uh, (laughs) just a one clip ago. He said the words fire all of them. Get out. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Oh, God. Mm. I love Oh no, no, Please, please continue. I'd love to hear (laughs) more of your (laughs) justifications.
2: That was a show me game. And you know what they showed us? They bent over and showed us something special.
0: That's FCC compliance for they showed them their ass. Yes, yes. Onward uh, we go. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Lousy! What a waste.
0: Second dick. Okay.
1: <laughs> what was that drop? <laughs> Instead that a drop that said suck a dick. He dropped suck a dick. Okay, so first of all, I wanted—I had questions. So, so one, he, he was talking about them bending over and showing their assholes right and then he immediately followed it up with very specific potential adjectives for that asshole so it was a lousy asshole um and then what was the second one there he it it was lousy oh it stunk stunk, oh there it is lovely and then uh he told said asshole to suck a dick that's that's what i got i don't know i i think his staff may be trolling him at some point because i think somebody was i think that's true right i think uh That
0: Somebody must have dropped that for him, right? It absolutely has to be. I doubt he's running his own board. uh, So, (laughs) and and the rest of his staff is is about to come into play, too.
2: Waste of time. Do me a favor if you're up there. You have video boards that you built people out of millions of dollars for. You want to show a replay once in a while? (laughs) So,
0: so (laughs) apparently, because I actually looked at some forum posts for some people that were there, and... They it, apparently replays are like the bottom of the totem pole for the jumbotron, so it's like, like your worst nightmare as a Notre Dame fan. What everybody said the jumbotron would be is literally what Michigan State apparently has done.
1: Yeah, it's just advertising mania, basically, right? Yeah. Oh, At the same man. time, though, I wonder. Like, um, you 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 said this game was uh, they, they showed their ass. That if the only, so you want replays of, of that? <laughs> How does that help? What does that do for you? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think he's thinking logically at this point. Can you guys thing. show me the pick six four more times, please? God.
2: <laughs> Awful.
1: Such a long There's my tape.
2: response. There's nothing else I can say. You're going to A football programs in the midst of one of the greatest collapses in the history of the sport. This <laughs> is great.
0: Here it comes. The staff.
2: Maybe it's the equivalent oh. of what happened to Darren Sproles yesterday, where he blew his knee out and broke a twig on the same play.
0: What the hell is breaking a twig? An arm. Uh. Darren Sproles blew out his ACL <laughs>
1: and broke his arm on the same play yesterday. Jesus. That's, that's yeah. rough. But, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just him trying to sound like I'm angry and cool. No one says that. Zero people have ever said that. Well, so. That's NFL pivot number two. <laughs> yes, yes. He's He's clearly... I, I wouldn't be surprised if his body language is his hands on his stomach and leaning back, desperate, 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 for a comfort zone. <laughs> Sorry for board error there
0: and, and scrubbing over you. I, my finger is going in the wrong spot. Apparently bending over and everything. Things are getting weird here. Anyway,
2: going on. There's no answer. I have no answers. Favorite to beat Iowa, though. <laughs> you know what else? I'm, you know what else is a favorite? Me. <laughs> See, this is where I think his staff has trolled the shit
0: out of him. <laughs> <The> guy, <laughs> he was so happy about it. Out. I was like, oh, they're favorite to beat Iowa. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> it just that's chimes awesome. up out of nowhere. I'm hoping that's, that's the awesome. same guy that, that did the drop. I'm hoping Pretty that's sure the same that guy.
1: guy. That's awesome.
0: Do you think Mike's going to take this well? <laughs>
1: oh, man.
2: <laughs> I need to come in there and shoo you in the nuts. <laughs> just let you know. Hey, hey there's still hope, Mike. Still hope. Go to hell. <laughs> And her twenty-point dogs to Michigan, yippee! Well, that's a very early line. We'll see what oh, that will happens. you please <laughs> sit? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> there. I don't know who that guy
0: is, but that guy's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hero. He's the unsung hero. Of well, this is a
1: very early line, you know. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could totally get down to thirty if we keep working at it. <laughs> holy shit (laughs) and you can just hear there's there's times you know when somebody is speaking and they just have the biggest shit eating grin on their face Oh, you man. know that's what this guy, his face is just like. And he's being threatened by getting kicked in the nuts by his co worker. <laughs> <laughs> he can go to hell. Yet yeah, <laughs> he is still not stopping. He is committed to this bit. He's going to see if he can make Valencia go 10 years
1: into the past. Or bust a gasket or pop a <laughs> blood vessel. Holy shit. And start oh, going
0: God. pucker, pucker, pucker again. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Oh, take a breath. Let's keep going.
2: <laughs> Think of this garbage. What a waste.
0: Hey, by the way, if you were playing a drinking game for every time this guy said garbage, garbage. you're dead. Yeah,
1: man, you would be plastered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what an absolute waste. Go watch that drek. Hey, you, you, know how you know how I know D'Antonio's lost his edge? Lost his marbles? Again, best coach
0: they've ever had. Reminders.
2: Nice. <laughs> how the hell does LJ Scott start the second half of that football game? You fumbled again, again and again and again and again and again. The dude's hands may as well be coated in lube. <laughs> so we've we've had him bending over.
1: Yeah, I feel like we got a, a common thread here. I'm gonna take him for for a guy that's into some butt stuff. Uh, that's a butt stuff guy. Oh my god,
0: this is so great! And again, remember, he only had one thing to say. We are now almost four minutes into this yeah there's more still don't worry there's not much more after this folks we only got about another minute to go this is beautiful he
2: can't hold on to a football fumbles going into the end zone like his name is ernest Biner. then he falls on the ball and it squirts out like a fart in an elevator and <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god dude again come on. Butt stuff first of all first of all weird deep cut for ernest <laughs> Biner, like dude <laughs> What? <laughs> Way too deep a cut. <laughs> but then he follows that up with more butt stuff. Fartney elevator. I feel like this guy's talking a lot of firsthand experience, and it's just kind of coming out. Uh, that's what I, that'd be another butt stuff reference. Whatever, oh, my
0: gosh.
2: He starts the second half. That is his third fumble of the year. I think he's fumbled four times and lost three of them. But he starts the second half. You know what that says to the team? There's no accountability if you're really good.
1: <laughs> so, okay, wait. Uh, so yeah. is he really good or does he suck? Or, oh wait, is he really good, or does he just like lube? I, I'm, I, I'm,
0: I'm lost. <laughs> well, his hands are covered in it, so. Okay,
1: okay, that's it. <laughs> that
0: just seems, it. that seems more like an equipment problem. I, I, think the real problem that Mike's trying to point out here is that the training staff
1: misplaced the stickum. I, I think that's what we're yeah. having issues with there here. There it is. <laughs> but you know what? On a more serious note, what he's trying to say is that like the star player gets the treatment right, that gets the opportunity to carry the ball. But like, I mean, is LJ Scott a star player? Mm. I, uh, uh, three and nine team and three three or four fumbles now i, I don't know yeah th- th-
0: that would have been the better point to, to pivot on is maybe that he doesn't have enough talent to be given this treatment but nope that's not where we went not nope. where we went at all uh, the logic logic flew out the window about three minutes ago so yeah we bent over
1: put loops in our hand and then <laughs> farted in the elevator that's where
0: we went. <laughs> well, we're not <laughs> done with butt stuff either and i know there's at least one more in here
2: <laughs> three four years ago that dude would have splinters in his ass
1: there it is. There it is. Right off the bat. Ah, there it is. I we can. I'm not even gonna fill the blank in on that one. Y'all madly the fuck out of that. What did he put in his ass? Oh my god. Feel free to email us at podcast at herlowsons.com. Oh Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's all gonna get caught in the
2: spam filter. <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh, we're gonna keep going.
2: I'm telling you, Mark is losing it, man. No, no, Mike, that's just being loyal to your players. Yeah. Like that's what they always do in these lands. Yeah, it's nice too. I got Chris Fry, senior captain, calling other people out. Maybe we should put the tape in of Chris Fry deciding to go in and try to blitz or whatever he was going to do and then he goes, "Uh-oh." As the running back leaks out of the backfield and they're g- <laughs> running back leaks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And again, heroes for the rest of the staff, they're like, if we prod him, we're going to get him off. And, and they finally, yeah, like, he, he finally gets
1: pissed. He's got a butt thing. Anyway, keep
2: going. There Chris trying to cover him. And the only thing he got a whiff of was whatever came out of that guy's poo-poo. <laughs>
1: there it is. <laughs> what?
2: What are we doing? <laughs> his poo-poo. It, are you two? It, <laughs>
1: My favorite thing is when somebody's inability to curse due to FCC limitations degrades them into four-year-old status. They just run out of different ways Lucky. to say shit and ass without saying shit and ass, so they go for poo poo. Oh, oh, collapse that's legendary shit.
0: Now, now, ass, you should be able to say on the radio. Did we have a suck a suck a dick drop? It was a suck a dick. <laughs> I mean, unless we completely misheard it. I mean, <laughs> Dude hitting us with poo poo,
1: and there was a t- there was a suck a dick.
0: You have He's... a you have a dump button for a reason. You oh man, <laughs> trust me, well, I've been dumped on the air before. <laughs> oh my god! I I tried to say red shirt and I said red shit. It was he okay. Ass. He said ass. Nope. He said he
1: got wood. Something splinters up his ass. He said, said that.
0: Somebody, it's poo poo,
2: <laughs> and he got a whiff of it.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, man. Everybody poops, Valenti.
2: Everybody. Poops. <sighs> oh my god! We're not done somehow. But he's gonna go and call out players. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Chris Fry. Yeah, you're you are no Boa. You're no Denico Salad. You are no Darquez Denard. He calling players out. Who? Who and who?
1: Um, these are apparently players that we are supposed to know. Um, I, I do know the name Bulla, right? Max Bulla, I think the recent linebacker. And then Darquez Denard rings a bell. But, yeah, that second one, again, deep cut, bro. Come on. Help us out. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Go pop the tape in at that play and tell me what happened on that one before you start yelling at your teammates. Nonsense. Some people better start losing their jobs up there. (laughs) So there you go. All the the Wolverine ticket textures. That's the best I can do for you guys. It's a Lions Monday.
0: (laughs) Back to the NFL pivot. You're talking about the Lions for literally 0.4 seconds. (laughs) He's somebody that desperately wants to dismount, but knows he's too far in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm saying The best I can do,
1: 5 minutes of vitriol. Oh, that's all I got. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. But if you think I'm awesome. going
2: to sit here and make excuses, oh, it's a young football team. No, nah, I don't play like you guys do. I don't do that crap. So,
0: here's the other thing I love. Still not too pissed off enough to try to drag Michigan fans under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: He he, he completely missed. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome.
2: Oh, the field is crowd. I don't do that. Got our asses whipped. Garbage, awful. Drink, take a shot. Can't wait for Saturday. Should be electric. Have Josie Jewel come in and dry hump us to sleep. Stop (laughs) deep cutting. (laughs) I don't know who these people are.
0: Why are you being dry humped to sleep in general?
1: I I, I'm telling you, man. We there there's some deep shit going on in here, and I I mean that both. (laughs) <laughs> well, deep shit you know, from the poo poo. Yeah, yeah. Too easy, too easy. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be
2: sweet. I'm glad you guys still pay to go watch that nonsense. I won't. 97 1.
0: Okay, that's, <laughs> that's all there is to that, dude. Whew, oh man.
1: Ah, <sighs> well, Merry Christmas in September, guys.
0: Yes, uh, that that is basically the fire Joe Morgan and audio form right there to be able to, yep. to deep cut that. Because I, I tell you what, if we didn't have the podcast, I would certainly be doing this. Uh, it's much easier to do this and just, just play the audio and interject. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, my gosh. But I think you're right. Heavy suspicion of the, of, of butt stuff going That's on. a butt, butt stuff, stuff obsession. That's a
1: pure butt stuff guy.
0: <laughs> Come on. Because back when I, my fateful ATV ride, there was one guy, it, it randomly came up. I, I have no idea what happened. I, I drive up. And he says, like, no, not that I'm into that butt stuff or whatever. And then he did the same shit that Valenti did. He was, like, machine gun farting, you know, talking about different ass sweats and all this and that. And the other thing, we're like, dude, what the heck? Like, nobody is- asked you about any of this. Where's where, where's all this coming from?
1: <laughs> I, would, I would ask whether or not he's ever owned a pet gerbil. That would just be for me. <laughs> oh just for me. I oh, would ask. Okay,
0: yeah, so not nearly as good as the 2005 but then again if he went as long as the 2005 rant, we, we there's no way we'd be able to play it on the show <laughs> at that no, point it's... we would get sued fair use would have gone completely out the window there
1: <laughs> right no this is this is we got we got 2005 the butt saga that's what we got <laughs> 2005 condensed butt <laughs> yeah yeah the, the the journey into the deep below that's what we got <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, on that note, Shane, how's everything been going with
1: you recently? Um, it has been fine and uneventful. I, th- I mean, I-, I drank a lot during the weekend. Um, I'm probably going to take some time to recover before I do this again the following weekend. But um, other than that, you know, it's back into the full swing of work. So everything is kind of, you know, uh, full steam ahead. Um, I have really not done much otherwise, um, you know, usual Twitter stuff, um, putting together highlight video. Um, that's, that's actually been quite fun. And I believe everyone will enjoy that once that drops. But other than that, you know, just celebrating the win you. Uh, yeah. So
0: this weekend got super busy for me. Thanks to trade show. So like I said, uh, Friday, my entire day or entire second half of my day was spent getting some stuff staged there got lucky that my wife worked so I didn't have to and uh, I got to, to watch the kid actually enjoy some football as well and then Sunday I, I was up there at a little bit before 9 a.m and and just trucking through until well after dinner I think I got home because I know Shane and I were we, we were debating on whether or not we were gonna have time to record and I, I Barely got home until like before 10 or whatever. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have an outline, but if you want to record, we can try to throw something together. It's like, nah, let's wait till tomorrow, which was a good call, yeah, yeah. because this audio would not have happened had we recorded exactly. a day early. So this this was perfect. gift from the gods right here. Uh, but yeah, and I'm going to be back at it for, for most of the week and be very, very much looking forward to the weekend. So another early morning for me tomorrow, try to get up there, fight traffic and the biggest thing is because it's in a convention center and since i'm the sole guy that's local i gotta find parking to this damn thing and and kind of hope it's not over flooded but it, getting there uh before 8 a.m i think i'm gonna be just fine on the parking spot nice <laughs> yeah that that's that's been about all that stuff for me but i tell you what shane i'm looking forward to getting to preview another one and hopefully we could just keep this thing rolling this this is a lot more fun to do when we win <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Alright, folks, well that will do it for us. Thank you so much as always for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher. You can also find us a Podbean and of course our home at HerLoyalsons.com. Email us, podcast at HerLoyalsons.com. Follow me on Twitter at NDText shane at superman td jesus make sure to leave us a review over itunes spread the word for the show till next time y'all go irish have a good one